This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Whitmer here along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And welcome into The Onside Kick here on Most Valuable Podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, hey guys, how's it going? I can see you, you can see me. We're all one big happy family. If you are on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or Stitcher, thank you for the download. I cannot see you, but I can hear you guys as you guys are commenting and tweeting at us that you love the podcast and you love listening each and every week. Mark, what day is it? What day is it here on The Onside Kick? Monday. Nah, well, it is Monday, but yeah. this is a day we usually like because we love talking about these topics. It's draft day. Draft day. Another mock draft dropped by Mel Kuyper Jr., who uh, I'm going to put this out to the fans because Sean has magically started this. He thinks I am the Mel Kuyper of MV- MVP, which he is completely wrong. I am, if anything, the Todd McShay of MVP, I would think. I don't know. I think it's the hairline, maybe. Well, okay. We're not going off of looks. I'm mm-hmm. going off of... Also, you, like, your glasses are, are shaped a little bit more like his. I, I'm not going off of looks. I'm going mm-hmm. off of my draft analysis, and I think more like Todd McShay rather than Mel Kuyper. But you guys let me know. Am I the Mel Kuyper Jr. of MVP? Let's prove Sean wrong. Hashtag prove Sean wrong. But we're going to be talking about draft topics. We're going to be looking at the Niners, the Colts, the... Titans. We're going to look at Mike Williams. We got a jam packed show. So let's get right into it. We're going to look at the San Francisco 49ers, who at this point, Mark, we can say owned the numero dos pick in the 2017 NFL draft. And who does Mel Kuyper Jr. have them going with? None other than quarterback Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback from the North Carolina Tar Heels. What do you think about this? Do you think the Niners need to go quarterback at number two? Well, it's it's tough. I mean, I do think that they need a quarterback. That's that's certainly there. But do they go quarterback at number two? I I don't like it. You know, I here's my thing. Here's my issue is that I don't believe any of these quarterbacks are really worthy of this high mm-hmm. pick. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure that someone in the top five, top six, if you want to cut the Jets in there, which you probably should, one of these teams has to draft a quarterback, right? Because besides, what, Jacksonville and Tennessee, you know, three of these teams, four of these teams need quarterbacks. The Jets, the 49ers, the Bears, the Browns. The Browns, you might want to argue, you know, Kessler, but mm, we'll we'll see with him. Mm-hmm. You got all these teams that have quarterback as a need. So someone's going to draft this quarterback. Do I think that the 49ers should do it? No, because I'm going to make that same argument for any of these teams. I don't think any of them should do it. Uh, but yeah, the, but you did have in yours, you had him going with Deshaun Kaiser. I did. Cause I think it's, I think that out it's of the, the move three, out of the three, it's a safer pick. Yeah. And I think it's the move that one of these teams is going to make. Someone will draft a quarterback early. It's bound to happen. Uh, it's just, you know, if you're a 49ers fan or a Browns fan, Bears fan, Jets fans, you kind of hope it's not your team that does it. Cause I just don't think this is. I don't know. I just don't believe in any of these guys. I don't think they're the answer to the question. But at the same time, uh, Trubisky specifically, to talk about him specifically, you guys know, you've heard it from me before. Mm-hmm. I don't think he should be coming out. I think he needs another, a whole other year in college football. 
he doesn't look ready to play in the NFL to me. And when you're going to the San Francisco 49ers, a team that is desolate of talent, there's nothing there, really. I mean, there's a few pieces, but there's nothing there. It's not a place you want a young quarterback to be. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have a new coach. You know, they're going to be starting all over. And it's just not something that is appealing to me if I'm one of these young quarterbacks, especially if I'm going to be a guy who... Eh, arguably isn't ready to take that next step. Well, and the thing to me that's the most important to this pick by the 49ers is who's going to be that head coach. And all the rumors that we've heard are that the 49ers are ready to offer the job to Kyle Shanahan after he is finished with the Atlanta Falcons, which now has to be at the end of two weeks because they can't offer him the job until after the Super Bowl is finished. The thing is, we still don't know if Kyle Shanahan is officially going to accept that job. If, let's say, he says no in the next week, and then they got to go back to the drawing board. I'd have to think that the 49ers are are pretty sure he's going to say yes. Well, and that's the thing. If Kyle Shanahan accepts the job for the 49ers, I, I I think they might go quarterback. Now, do I think that's the right pick? Probably not because here's the thing. You got two choices at number two overall because even though I like I like Deshaun or Deshaun Kaiser, pardon me, right now, and I think that for some reason, like there's just a part of me, and this goes off of nothing with like film or play. I just have a weird hunch that for some reason, like a guy like Pat Mahomes is gonna be the guy that flourishes from this draft class. Just kind of that weird, like, Dak Prescott syndrome mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, a guy that was not taken in the first round flourished on a team that actually had some pieces, a la Derek Carr when he was drafted. They made the right moves around him. They now have a team. Look at Dallas. Drafted a quarterback. Yeah, Tony Romo had to get injured, but they have a team. Something like that where, like, the quarterback that falls into the perfect situation The thing that is most questioning about me, though, with this Niner pick is two things. A, if Kyle Shanahan becomes a head coach, it might be hard for an offensive offensive mind like his to pass up on a quarterback, especially the quarterback that he wants, because it looks like the Browns are going to go Miles Garrett. Like, if everything falls into place, they'll go Miles Garrett Mm -hmm. with number one. Of course, we don't know until they actually make the pick on night one of the draft. But the Niners just need so many things that it's like, I know that I know that it's the quarterback is the most important position on a football team. Look at the but, last, you know, look at this weekend with the four quarterbacks. But it also takes a lot of, you got to hit on the right guy and you have to be able to develop that team around that quarterback. I just don't think, unless you think like, Trubisky, we can draft him right now and then build a team as he develops. Sure, go with Trubisky. But me, I look at it, and right now at this point, I might have to lean towards a guy like Jonathan Allen. And I know when Chip Kelly was still there, when I did my first mock draft, I thought Allen would be a perfect guy. Fits in the 3-4. He can also move over to a 4-3 if they do change that. He can move over to the middle like he had at Alabama. But I just look at that team and I go, there are so many needs. And if I'm question, if I have questions now about these quarterbacks, 
just go with the safer pick in my mind and Jonathan Allen and be done with it. Yeah, I think that to me, I would much rather see the 49ers go with, you know, Jonathan Allen, Miles Garrett, if he somehow is still there, um, which is possible because at the same time, there's also been reports now of, yes, I know that the Browns love Miles Garrett, but they're saying that they have great grades on Deshaun Watson as well. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily first overall grades, but if they know he's not going to be there because the Bears are going to take him or the 49ers are going to take him, mm-hmm. they might think that, hey, I'd rather have quarterback instead of defense. But that's another conversation for another day. Uh, I would much rather see them go for that. You know, if we have a offensive-minded coach uh, in San Francisco and he's somebody who wants great talent, you know what I'd rather see is a guy like Mike Williams. You know, go get that weapon first. Because let's, let's build the team first and then put the quarterback in there later. technically they – and I know there was a lot of – just stuff surrounding him this season, and he hasn't been the quarterback that he used to be. Mm-hmm. But Colin Kaepernick's still on this team. Yeah. He's still on this team. And I know that everyone's like, oh, well, he's going to get pushed out of town, but he's still on he the didn't, team. He didn't play terrible. Kyle last year. Shanahan could come in and say, no, we have a quarterback in Colin Kaepernick. I don't need to draft one. Let's go with the BPA mm-hmm. picket. And he too. might even do it in the sense of, like, hey, we've got somebody here for now. We'll address quarterback later. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to commit to Colin Kaepernick if that's something he's scared of doing. Yeah, It can just be the stopgap or, hey, you know what? Let's evaluate for a year. Let's see what we've got. Let's bring in, you know, whatever, you know, maybe veteran free agent is wandering around. Maybe younger guy wandering through free agency. Bring one of those guys in and just see what happens. It's totally possible. But... I think that for the 49ers, they have to be smart about this. Their team is not in great shape right now. And they have to kind of build it up in order to let that quarterback succeed. They can't fall into the trap of being the Cleveland Browns and just drafting quarterback after quarterback Mm -hmm. after quarterback and hoping it finally works out. You can't do something like that. You have to get somebody who is actually going to be, you know, helped by everything you've done before him and actually lead the team forward. You know who I think, and this is me why right now, like I said, I'm leaning away from quarterback. You know who's a guy, and this this has a few pieces that need to fall into place. A, the Redskins have to not franchise tag him again, and I don't know if the Redskins can just keep franchise tagging him over and over, but a quarterback that... He at least got to work with on the same staff for two years in 2012-2013 when Kyle Shanahan was with the Redskins. Kyle Shanahan could say, hey, let's make a pass at Kirk Cousins when he's a free agent. That's the quarterback I want. That's the guy I want to work with because I like that. Yeah, it's definitely possible. I don't don't like that. A veteran quarterback that, I mean— to me, I would take Kirk Cousins over Deshaun Watson or Trubisky right oh, now. Oh, I for sure would, too. I, I have to think that Kirk Cousins is going to get paid by the Redskins. So they can't—they already slapped him in the face once with that franchise tag. They can't do it again. You think they're going to pay him this year? I think they have to. They know they have to. I mean, what's, what is he going to do for you? I know he didn't get you into, this, into the playoffs this mm-hmm. year. Um, but that team as a whole let everything down. Because there was news at the end of the like end few weeks of the season that— the Redskins were saying, oh, we'll, we'll just franchise tag him again. It's just, it's terrible, terrible personnel decisions. So we'll we'll just franchise like tag 
Kirk Cousins again, and he's here for another year. And if you actually sign him to a deal, you get to choose the way the money works around. Mm-hmm. You can make that work better for you. But anyways, um, and, and if I'm Cousins, San Francisco is not necessarily where I want to go. I can have some better choices. Well, maybe if they, like you said, like I think Jonathan Allen is the clear number two, mm-hmm. but maybe if they go, hey, let's try to trade back with a team that wants a quarterback, we can trade back and then take Mike Williams. Take that wide receiver so then we can get a quarterback from free agency. Yeah. Like a Kirk Cousins. That's what like that's the quarterback I'm thinking of if Kyle Shanahan comes in because he's the only one that I feel like you're not going to go out and trade like you're not going to trade for these quarterbacks. So like the 49ers aren't going to trade for Kirk Cousins. They're not going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo because mm-hmm. it's what are you going to give up? You don't have anything to give up for them. Unless you're going to basically cripple your franchise by giving up future round picks because this team is really what what are the Patriots going to want from you player-wise. I honestly think that it's one of those things where maybe the 49ers are going to catch 22, where it's we don't want to go quarterback, but we have to go quarterback. But then you fall into my trap. If you te- teams that draft quarterbacks early in the first round – Continue to draft quarterbacks early in the first round. And the thing that I kind of look at right now is I'm looking at ESPN for this because CBS, I like CBS a little bit more with their kind of breakdown, but they don't have one yet for um, Trubisky. Right now, the grades from ESPN on Mitch Trubisky is his production's a four out of five, which five being the worst, one being the best. So his production's below average. His height, weight, and speed is exceptional. His durability is above average, and his intangibles are above average. Their grades for Deshaun Watson are productions above average. His height, weight, and speed are average. Durability average. His intangibles are exceptional. So to me, it's one of those things where I look at both quarterbacks. Okay, what you're saying about Trubisky is he has the he has what you want. He's an accurate quarterback. He's got the height, weight, and speed. But it's going to take him a few years to develop into that because he's only had one year. Usually, yeah, it's, it's almost like he should have stayed in college. It's like they have here on the status report, and I'm going to read it for the quote. A red, a red shirt junior Trubisky didn't crack the starting lineup until 2016, and inexperienced quarterbacks that leave for the draft early tend to struggle with their transition to the NFL. I mean, you can't disagree with that because— it's a quicker game. The defensive backs are quicker. The linebackers are quicker. You got to do more. The thing from college to the pros is the college game is a lot of get up there, boom, go. Spread offenses, bang, bang, bang. We're going to go as fast as possible. The NFL, I'm coming up to the line. I'm doing pre snap reads. I got to read the defense, maybe call an audible. And that's the stuff, the language, the pre-snap reads. That's what most of the quarterbacks who struggle, that's what they struggle with. The ones that I'm saying do have the um, physical attributes for the position. If they struggle, it's with the pre-snap reads, the language, the catching up to the speed of the game. And that, to me, if I'm the 49ers, goes, are we going to do that and draft a quarterback and then wait for him? If you're fine with that, then go ahead. I wouldn't. I would go with a guy like Jonathan Allen, maybe take a quarterback later 
Mm-hmm. And then if I'm not happy with that quarterback or Colin Kaepernick, really address the quarterback position next year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because there's this guy coming out. I, I don't know if you've heard of him, but his name's Baker Mayfield. It's going to be pretty good. A, we pretty we say good. that every year. We say it every year. It's that... going to be pretty good. Pretty good, I think. We say it every year. We said it about Deshaun Watson last year. Um, the For me, it's just you got to build this team um, – and honestly, you know, I, I don't think you can pass up on a guy like Allen or um, Garrett if for some reason the Browns don't take him. But I would love to see the 49ers draft Mike Williams. I would love to see it because what does Shanahan have? Uh, Julio Jones. Yeah, in, in Atlanta mm-hmm. is Julio Jones, one of the best wide receivers in well, the game. And we were actually looking at that. Um, because Dave, when we were hanging out watching the games, he mentioned, he's like, that's probably the best draft day trade ever. Because when you look at it, like like the Browns, what they gave up for, or what they got for that one pick, I think the players were Phil Taylor, um, a couple picks that they traded away, a couple defensive players in later rounds they didn't even take. And then the future first round pick, they traded to the Vikings that became Matt Khalil, and the pick they got from the Vikings, which was one pick ahead of them, was Trent Richardson. Yeah. So everybody, and you can look up that trade if you guys want for all the insights. The only ones I remember are Trent Richardson and Phil Taylor were a part of that draft that came to the Browns. Greatest trade for the Atlanta Falcons. So that's another thing, and that's the last thing I want to hit with this. The 49ers— you don't even have to select someone here. You can trade back. And I know what you're thinking. Guys, don't trade back. Take the BPA. Take the player. Well, you know, I mean. When you got a lot of needs. Why Why not? I mean, look at the teams that traded back last year. The Titans traded back. Now they got two first-round picks this year. Yeah, two you good ones. You also have the Browns that traded back. They have two, fir- they have two top 12 picks, I think, mm-hmm. this year. And really, the Eagles, the only reason they got back into the first round at 14 was because of my Vikings. But yeah, Browns are sitting 1-12, that 12th pick being Philly, and then the Titans have the number 5 pick because of the Rams. Yep. So, And those were two teams that wanted to draft quarterbacks. So find a sucker that wants a quarterback. Maybe the Jets are that team. Maybe the Jets are that team. Or the Bills. Them in. The bi- oh, Not that far away. The Bills could be looking for that. That would be an interesting one. Depends what they do with Tyrod Taylor. I that I didn't think about that because I mean, Mel Kiper does have Tyrod or does have Deshaun Watson. Pardon me, going to the Bills, but I'm trying to look at other teams that desperately need a quarterback. I mean, I don't really see teams that desperately need a quarterback besides maybe the ones at the top. Yeah, like it's pretty top heavy. I'm, I'm looking at the Jets. I'll throw the Bills in there because you did, but even the Bears. Mm-hmm. Try to sucker in the Bears or the Jets to a trade. Why would the Bears trade with the 49ers? Because maybe it's to a move hey, up one hey, pick. We're going to take the, the Browns moved up. And that's the thing. The Browns moved. I know it's the Browns, but they moved up one pick to, to take Trent Richardson. Crazier things have happened. Really, to me, the Jets are the team that I try to sucker in. Hey, you guys have a quarterback controversy. Why don't you take your pick at whichever one you want? We will give you the keys to whichever quarterback you want. Yeah. Just how how much is it worth to you? And the 49ers, if they're if they're smart and use their noggins, could sucker a team into trading 
mortgaging the future, per se, mm-hmm. for a quarterback. So before we move on, do you have any last thoughts on the 49ers and their second overall pick in quarterbacks? No, the only thing for me with the 49ers is just not yet. You're not at a place yet where mm-hmm. you're ready for the quarterback. Let's build the rest of the team first. Well, you guys know what this means. You, This is where we turn the conversation to you. Let us know down below in the comment section or on Twitter at Mark at the Mark Weber with two E's at Ricky Widmer and Most Valuable Pod what you guys think with this draft topic. But, Mark, we're going to move into our next topic. And you mentioned Mike Williams in that first segment. And that's who we're going to talk about here in segment number two is we're going to look in at Mike Williams. And right now, Mel Kuyper in his 1.0 has Williams going to the Tennessee Titans in their pick at number five that they got from the Los Angeles Rams. And we're not necessarily going to look at Mike Williams to the Titans and analyze that. We're going to look at this. He is obviously right now, right now, the number one wide receiver on any positional rankings, mine, yours, ESPN, SB, Nation, CBS. Really, he's the guy. He's the first wide receiver most people have coming off the board. And the thing that I liked about Mike Williams is he really helped his team win that national championship game to where I have said it before, I will say it again, it is not Deshaun Watson that won them that game. It's Mike Williams and also Leggett, the two um, receivers, Renthro too, or Hunter Renthro too, who won them that game. And the one thing I pointed out last night when Brandon, Sean, Dave, and myself were watching the football games and we mentioned it was, I find it funny that Clemson doesn't have Mike Mike Williams, loses to Alabama. Deshaun Watson has his number one target. They beat Alabama. So, yeah. I mean, it might be coincidence. I don't think so. He's damn good. It helps but to have your number one. I'm going to throw this question at you. Mm-hmm. Will Mike Williams... Because he's the number one off the board, and we think he's going to be the next thing, the next greatest receiver since sliced bread. Basically, will he become the next NFL superstar? Because receivers become superstars. Will he become the next NFL superstar? You know, I I think he's got opportunity to do it. Um, I don't think it's a sure thing for sure. He he's got good height. You know, he definitely has the height that you want. He's got the good radius. He can make those highlight type of catches. The things that make me nervous about him is those times where it's not a sure thing, where it's not a super clean catch. Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly 100% confident he's going to come down with those ones. Um, He also, you know, kind of worries me that his separation isn't always going to be the best. Not bad, but he's not going to be that guy who's always going to have separation, always going to get himself open. And with this guy... Going to be drafted early. He's probably going to be taken to be a number one wide receiver. And in the NFL, I don't know that he's necessarily going to shake that man coverage. He'll do well in a zone. He'll get in the soft spot for sure. But when it actually comes to that man-to-man coverage, I don't know that he can shake his defender. And then couple that with his, if it's a contested throw, I don't know if he's going to really come down with it all the time. Just adds up to a little bit of inconsistency. I'm going to throw this out to you. You want to know, uh, right now I'm looking at an article. What's the date on this article on NFL.com? This one's actually from late November is when it was published. A little while ago. And it's called Dare to Compare, NFL Comp for Clemson Wide Receiver Mike Williams. And this article was written by, I'll give credit to um, Lance um, Zerline 
of NFL.com. And the NFL comparison that he made, and I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm not even going to mention what he said. I'm just going to throw it out, see what you think. Plexico Burris. Hmm. Interesting. Big wide receiver, red red zone target. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe that maybe Mike Williams doesn't have to get the separate because it's one of those things of are we expecting Mike Williams to be the next Julio Jones? Are we going to expect him to be the next Odell Beckham? Are we going to expect him to be something he's not, mm-hmm. basically? And with this one, I just see NFL comp blocks go burst and I go, okay. So so you're saying he's gonna be a good red zone target. That's basically yeah. what you're saying. Which is something that certainly some of these teams lower in the draft could use or in the getting closer to the 10 area mm-hmm. uh, could certainly use. And in that case, it's it's one of those things where to answer the specific question, to be very literal about him being a superstar, I don't know if that makes him into a NFL superstar in that case because we want the highlight reel catches we want to go you know walk through the tv section of walmart or best buy and see oh there's odell beckham jr coming down with that amazing catch or like what is the pepsi commercial when he goes oh this is what this is what katie Mm -hmm. must have felt like when she won that purple bear exactly and that's i think what we we think of with the superstar with julio with odell when we used to have calvin johnson all sean jeffrey when these guys used to be able to do that um and I don't necessarily know if that's what you're going to get out of Mike Williams. And he doesn't have to be that. He doesn't have to be that. He can still be a very solid wide receiver. And I think he's going to be a very good wide receiver in the NFL uh, for what he is mm-hmm. best at. You know, so superstar, maybe not. But is he going? Is the team going to be happy to have him and be thrilled about that? I think they certainly will. Well, and then that's the thing. Another thing about the NFL superstar part is... We throw that out with the wide receiver position because what's the big stereotype of NFL wide receivers? Des Bryant's the biggest one, by the way, what I'm thinking of. The little Diva. D word? Divas. They're usually the divas. I mean, look at the—I mean, Chris Carter I don't think was really—I was maybe too young to notice, but I don't think he was a diva on the field. I mean, in his analyst career, They're he's come divas. out and he's more vocal. Randy Moss was a diva. You've got— um Des Bryant, who's a diva, you've got like you would you could put Odell, Odell in there. Yeah. as a diva, like Terrell. Oh, missing the biggest diva, Terrell Owens, of course. And it's one of those things where is it's one of those things is Mike Williams is that his personality or is he going to be? Oh, it's just you, would you count? Maybe it's because we saw him yesterday play and he's in the Super Bowl. Would you count Julio Jones as a diva? Or is he no, just a player that gets at it and just does his work? I don't think work? he's necessarily a diva. But at the same time, I don't think the Falcons get the coverage mm-hmm. that it kind of helps to be What about Julian? I know Julian Edelman's not the same type of player that Julio is, but would Julian Edelman be a diva or does he just want to be a Tom Brady lookalike? No, yeah, he wants to be Tom Brady lookalike. <laughs> but it's also the Patriots. The Patriots are not yeah. allowed to be that. If you're, Well, Randy well, Moss wasn't allowed. Well, yeah. he got traded. And remember when Ocho Cinco went mm-hmm. back to Chad Johnson— to be on the Patriots, and that didn't last very long either. So, yeah, you don't get to be a diva. You have to fit into the role. And part a big part of that is Edelman, Chris Hogan, these are guys who were nothing until they fit into the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady mm-hmm. system. If it wasn't for would that, you, they would not really be much of anything. Would you count Brandon Marshall as a diva? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> 
without a doubt in my mind. Now, the exception to this, and he's not a wide receiver, but Martellus Bennett is mm-hmm. a diva. Well, he's, he's a, a receiver. Diva. Well, tight ends and are he, now receivers. And he is Jimmy part, Graham. Like Gronk I'm is just a party saying he's diva. there in the. Uh, is Gronk a diva or just a party? No, he's just a party he's just a partier. But Bennett's that diva, and he's getting away with it on the Patriots G- right now. Give me the ball. Give me the. Give me the ball, Tom. Give me the ball. Yeah, give me the ball. Tom, and let me bitch. say some dumb stuff. Yeah, give me the ball, or I'm a bitch. But the thing with Mike Williams is, I think that I I'm I'm not sure if he's going to be the next NFL superstar. If he's the next NFL superstar, I don't think like it. I have a hard time seeing him being the extreme of Dez, Terrell, Odell. Like I don't see him bringing all the wide receivers down to Miami. He's not going to be a yacht captain. Is basically what I'm saying in the NFL. I think he's going to be a really good wide receiver, and I think that he's going to be one that is a staple as a target in the red zone and not even that a guy who can get down the field. And it's like with his size and his just athleticism to be able to say kind of what the bears used to do with Marshall and Jeffrey up. Williams is down there. Throw it up. Let him jump up and get it. Yeah. Let him jump up and go get it. And I mean, now that we'll turn into the mock draft, what do you think about him? Like if the Titans got him at five, what would that do for the Tennessee Titans? Well, I think it'd be great. I think the Tennessee Titans, um, they're very kind of mediocre at the wide receiver position. I mean, they made the they kind of made an upgrade getting Doriel Green Beckham, but that was more of a ah, mm-hmm. we'll see what we can do with them. Yeah, kind of. A th- or did they trade him to? They the, got, I think they, they got rid him. of him. Yeah, they traded him to the Eagles, so they got rid of a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I always get that mixed up. Who? Received who? Well, because that he's one. not but, that. He's not anything to really remember. Well, everyone thought like he had problems coming out of Mizzou, mm-hmm. and everyone like he was a big wide receiver. That that was the thing. Let him go. We can throw it up and go get him. But Mike Williams, I think, would be instant. Like you draft him with Marcus Mariota. I don't know. Instantly, I would like to think instantly he becomes the number one on that team, the number one wide receiver target. Yeah, I mean his competition is Rashard Matthews in that case, and I don't think that's I mean Matthews terrible is competition. Terrible. No, he's not. He's not bad. I mean he's you know just under a thousand yards, like nine or ten touchdowns. Maybe Mariota wouldn't have to go to Delaney Walker every game, mm-hmm. or go to Delaney Walker as much and rely on him as much. So I think it would be very valuable. I mean, the Tennessee Titans, they're this team that is they got kind the of— run game. Well, yeah, they've got the run game. They've got the young cornerback. Uh, they are building up this offensive line. They're a team that really is going in the right direction. What they're missing are just a few small key pieces. Mm-hmm. Once they get these key pieces, they're a completely different team. They're ready to take a next step forward. Um, but— for the Tennessee Titans, this would be huge because you're not really going to get too much more uh, help on the offensive line, I think. I think you're going to be fine without that. Uh, you know, you don't need the running back because your run game is fine. Mm-hmm. Sure, you could get some more help on defense, but really, for the Tennessee Titans, what they're specializing in is this offense. That's what they can get to take them to that next level because, sure, we all love defenses, and we've had quite a few great defenses go to the Super Bowl, but look at this year. We don't have great defenses in the Super Bowl. We have Super Bowl our we have Super Bowl defenses that are they're good. But I'm not writing home about it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what the Tennessee Titans can have 
And I think that having a guy like Mike Williams is going to be a incredible addition to that because this running game is great. This passing game, not so much. That'll even things out and make them just a high-powerful, high-scoring offense. See, and the thing that with Mike Williams, the team that I really want him to go to, and I had him going to this team in my mock draft, and I just really quickly want to see if Mel Kuyper had the wide receiver I'm thinking of. Holy crap, he didn't have him in the first round at all? Shit, John Ross, he did not have in his first round. I think that's a huge snub. The two wide receivers he had were Mike Williams at five, and then he also had Corey Davis, who I like coming out of Western Michigan, but shit, man, I thought John Ross would go ahead of Corey Davis and be a little bit higher. But the thing with the Titans to me, because they have two picks, do they necessarily think wide receiver is the one to go to at five, or do they hit a bigger need of cornerback, take that first, go with the defense, then with their later pick, go with a John Ross, or fuck it, I guess I can throw out a Corey Davis now because Mel Kuyper put him going to the Chiefs ahead of John Ross. But the team I really would like Mike Williams to go to is at number seven. I'd love for him to go to the L.A. Chargers. Would love it. Yeah. Could you imagine Keenan Allen comes back, you get to match up Keenan Allen with Mike Williams. I mean, Keenan Allen would have to stay healthy is, I think, what, the last two seasons he's been injured? Mm-hmm. But, man. Injuries if, are always an issue if, for the Chargers. If Allen could stay healthy, the L.A. Chargers with, Phil, well, Phillip Rivers, would he go to L.A.? But Phillip Rivers with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, like that to me is the dream scenario mm-hmm. for a team getting a position and a player. Well, because I, I don't think the Jets go wide receiver. No, Jets go quarterback. I don't think defense. they would either. Um, yeah, it's just one of these things for me where I, I think about the teams that could go with this wide receiver, and I think about mm-hmm. when it'll happen. For the Titans, I don't think that at fifth overall, I don't think you want to draft a cornerback yet. I think it's a little early. You'll be able to get one at, uh, I forgot what the second pick they have is, like 17 or something like that. Um, uh, 18, 18, 18, yeah. they'll be able to get somebody, you know, maybe not the top corner, but they'll get a good corner at 18. But one thing I think would be useful, and I know they don't really, really need it. They have other needs first. It's just that I kind of want it to happen. Mm-hmm. I would love to go one pick further, Carolina Panthers. I would love them to get a guy like Mike you think, Williams. You think they would go with No, I don't think they necessarily would go with it. I just want it to happen. Here, Here's the question. I'm going to throw this to you. Looking at who the Panthers have um, in Mel Kuyper's draft, which is Leonard Fournette, if you are the Carolina Panthers, let's say Williams and Fournette are both on the board at eight, who would you go with, Fournette or Williams? Well, it, that's tough because I think you kind of have – for me, both dyna- both could be dynamic players at their position. I think that I look at this team and say, what am I better at? I am better at running the ball than I am passing the ball. Mm-hmm. And when we went to the Super Bowl, it was because of one defense, but two, the run game. That took us there. That passing game is not what really, really led us down mm-hmm. the way. I want to get that passing game to be at the same level as my running game. So that way our offense is just all balanced and actually a great um well balanced attack you can do either you can run you can pass i'm going to keep you guessing about what we're going to do 
I'm not going to let you say, okay, Cam, beat us. Beat us with your arm. Let these wide receivers do it. You know, when you have injury issues at the wide receiver position with a guy like Benjamin, how he's pretty much always injured, I want to get one more thing there. And imagine, Mm -hmm. because we're talking about red zone threats, imagine having a Greg Olson combo with Williams. You know, I think that would be a deadly combination, especially because of Benjamin and how tall he is as Mm -hmm. well. You just throw the ball up anywhere and someone's going to get it. Someone will come down with that ball. Like I said, this probably is not going to happen. There are other needs that the Carolina Panthers have way before wide receiver. But I just think that would make this team deadly. I'm going to throw this out there, and this will be the last thing I throw out for this one. Is there a scenario where I know it's not a quarterback, but is there a situation where a team goes, we want Mike Williams, let's trade up to go get him? No, I don't think so. Is quarterback the is quarterback the only position where we would really see that? No, I don't think it's the unless it's only like you want to be like Browns. We want Miles Garrett more than you. What do you what What's your price for Miles Garrett? What it comes down to to me is it's the game changer. That's what you mm-hmm. trade for. Quarterback is obviously a game changer. He's the guy that throws the ball. Um, your defensive JJ Watt style pass mm-hmm. rusher. You know those are going to be guys that yes you'll trade for. Um, could you do it with a wide receiver? Sure, because they're going to catch the like Atlanta touchdowns. did with Julio. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I think it's I think it's definitely less likely, and I don't think that Mike Williams. You know, this isn't Megatron coming mm-hmm. out where everyone knows well, for sure this guy is once in a generation. You need to get this guy, and that's the thing. I gotta say, I hope because I don't know for sure if he's going to participate in the combine. I hope he participates in the combine. I want to see his forty time. I want to see how he runs those wide receiver drills. That's what I want to see from Mike Williams to kind of get a better gauge for him. You can watch the film. You can watch what he did in that championship game in all season. But when they get to the combine and get in the undies, um, that's when you really get a sense of their skills and their speed. And sometimes even more if you're, what was his name, Chris Jones, who had the... uh, the was, the wardrobe yeah. malfunction when he was, he was running his forty. Hey, he said, "I'm good at D too." Yeah, he he pulled a LeBron James and let us see the whole uh, kit the and whole caboodle. Package. The whole hey, kit and caboodle. You know, Andrew Luck did it too. Did he remember the locker room? Did he? Yes, he did. Yep. He did. Do he it. showed it all off. I remember that. But anything else about Mike Williams before we put the uh, the kibosh on this segment? No, I think that uh, I think that Mike Williams. Yes, he's the best wide receiver, but he's not that gotta-have-him-gotta-trade-for-him type of guy. A team in the top 10 is going to be absolutely thrilled to mm-hmm. get him, though. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below what you guys think. If you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter. Let us know there what you think about Mike Williams when it comes to the NFL Draft. But now let's move on into our third segment, Mark, here on The Onside Kick, and we are going to move from Mike Williams to the rest of the podcast. We're just going to focus on the AFC South. You guys are great. okay with that, right? The AFC South, we're going to look at the Colts first, then end the podcast with the Tennessee Titans, kind of a little team we already talked about, but eh, whatever. Maybe, maybe we spent three quarters of this uh, podcast in the South. But the thing about the Colts and the reason why we're bringing up this draft topic today is... Because the Colts fire their GM, players rejoice. Instead of saying, hey, who are they going to bring in for a GM? I'm basically, Mark, putting Mm -hmm. you 
into the shoes. Congratulations. I want to give Mark a round thank of applause. You, thank you. He is now the new GM of the Indianapolis Colts. Jim Irsay just giving us the little phone call here on the MVP hotline. But, mm-hmm. Mark, I'm going to ask you this question. Yep. Who are you taking at number 15? Well, this is this is interesting because you you have some obvious needs here. Mm-hmm. You got to help Andrew Luck out. Mm-hmm. You got to—that's the, that's the big one. You got to build a defense too. You know, these are two important keys to future success for the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how do you do that? Well, when you're going to help Andrew Luck out, that means two things to me. That means either I'm keeping him on his feet. Or I'm giving the ball to a running back so that way, you know, it's a little bit more balanced. Running back position and the Colts, it's been a little bit, right? It's been a little bit since they've had one of those. So I know a lot of people are going to say linebacker. You got to go linebacker. That's what we really need here in Indianapolis. That's who Mel Kuyper's got him going with. Yes, that that is exactly right. Uh, Dakaris McKinney. But I'm hoping. Or McKinley. I'm hoping that Delvin Cook. Is not oh, off the he, board. He's the one I want. He's the one I want either to go to the Packers or the Colts. I'm yeah, exactly. If I'm the Colts, I'm hoping he is not off the board. Uh, and of course, using Mel Kiper, his his draft. Yeah, he's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. So you kind of look to some uh, some some linemen, maybe a two, tackle, maybe a guard. Or let me throw this out there. It's been kind of my theme of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you trade back? accumulate picks, get a first to take Christian McCaffrey? Do you trade back, accumulate picks, get another first in return for yours so that you can take Christian McCaffrey later in the draft? You could. You could. You certainly could. The question is finding that trade part. Find, finding that old dance mm-hmm. partner to uh, do the trade with. And it's an interesting spot in the draft, too, though, because you it'll be one of those things where you can't, Expect this beforehand. Whether it's fourteen, mm-hmm. whether it's fifteen, um, we'll find out weren't, after the coin flip. Weren't the Broncos around this area when they traded up for Shane Ray? Were they uh, the ones that I, traded up for Shane? Yeah, Ray? Yeah, they did. I, I don't remember exactly where where it was at. No, I'm going to double check that. But you you keep giving me your opinion. So depending on the coin flip, they'll either be at fourteen or fifteen. Uh, so it's an interesting spot where you can't predict that you can really mm-hmm. get this. Uh, this trade partner, it's one of those things of, hey, this guy surprisingly has fallen back. Let's go grab somebody. That'll be something that you might be able to do. If I'm the Colts, though, it's all, as much as those linebacker positions might be good, I mean, hell, it'd be nice to have a guy like Tim Williams on this team, wouldn't it? But I just need to have somebody that can take the pressure off of Andrew Luck. It was 23rd overall was what Shane Wright was drafted at. Okay, so a little, definitely a little earlier than mm-hmm. that. But yeah, it's just one of these things where I I need to do something to to help out Andrew Luck. I really would love to get one of these competent running backs so I have a run mm-hmm. game. That's when Peyton Manning was able to be successful. That's when he was at his best in Indianapolis. Well, well you win a Super Bowl. When they had Andrew, Edward James, mm-hmm. when they had Joseph Adai. Like, these aren't guys that were, I mean, maybe Edward James was probably the most popular one, but these weren't guys where it's like they're the goats of all, they're the goats at the running back position. I mean, it does help when you have Marvin but, Harrison on the yeah. outside as well. But they were definitely one of the best playing the game mm-hmm. in their time. And Reggie Wayne so, in the later years. Mm-hmm. Um. But Reggie Wayne, obviously not a running back. 
Yeah, no, I'm talking about mm-hmm. it, it helps those running backs that you have yeah. those wide receiver weapons as well. So what you really what you really need for me in the Colts is is exactly that. I want a running back. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been trying to get somebody for a while and they've had some ideas of like, eh, here's some decent play in the running backs in the running back uh position, but you're not getting anything great. As much as I like Frank Gore, Frank Gore is old. Frank Gore is not going to last. You got to well, fi- find something going next. And here's the thing. The tricky thing about the running back position, and of course, all of these projected rounds are going to be changing as we get closer to the draft, but I think we can all agree there are three running backs that we, for sure, two we know for sure, McCaffrey's that third one. It's Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, and Christian McCaffrey are the ones where we're like, those are first-round grades. Like, McCaffrey could be one where I fell into the second, but he's a first-round grade in the early second round. I look at other running backs, and these are in um, no particular order, but, like, Joe Mixon. You have um, P. Ryan from Oklahoma, Gallman from Clemson. We got Deonta Foreman from Texas, Corey Clement, who, if you want to hear Brandon talk about him in our Senior Bowl um, discussion on the primetime podcast. Go check that out. James Connor from Pitt. We've got Danell um, Pumphrey from San Diego State. There are guys that later in this draft you can go get. The only question is, like, guys, if you're asking me, Ricky, if, if you're going to take, besides for, throw Fournette and McCaffrey out, if you're going to say pick Dalvin Cook of the field, I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. Let's not get anything twisted. But I'm saying if Dalvin Cook's off the board and you think it might be a little bit too early to go for a Christian McCaffrey, maybe you can go for a Joe Mixon, a P. Ryan, um, a Gallman, a Foreman later, maybe in the second, the third, maybe even the fourth, to try to find to get that running back. Yeah, and and that's the hard thing because Dalvin Cook, there's a great chance he is off the board Mm -hmm. um, by the time the Colts pick. And it probably will be too early to take McCaffrey. uh, And if you... Trade back, fantastic. She's thrilled about that. I think McCaffrey's got I, – I don't know if it's a perfect fit, but I think where he could fall in the draft, mm-hmm. I, think Green, I think he's got Green Bay written all over him maybe. You can well, put it, Ty I don't Mon- know. It you depends could, what they want to do with Montgomery You now. could put Ty Montgomery back at wide receiver, maybe have him – He wanted his number changed. I, I would probably go Christian McCaffrey over – or have both of them. Fuck it. Montgomery and Christian McCaffrey in that back. Do you really need that with Eddie Lacy too, though? It's a push, lot of running backs. Push a lot Eddie, of cooks in the kitchen. Push Eddie Lacy out of town. He becomes a third stringer, man. Mm, he was good not that long ago. It's one of those things where is it perfect? No, but a receive uh, a running back who can also play receiver and be a receiver could help uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. But mm-hmm. my point is for the Colts, they might not if Dalvin Cook's even there. They might not even have to go with him at fifteen. Will he be there? Probably not. I got him. The Cleveland Browns at twelve is. The Delvin Cook pick for me. Yeah, I just think that that would be great if you don't get it. You know, and it's too early to take McCaffrey. Sure, we can go with Tim Williams. We can get that linebacker, mm-hmm. that guy who's going to be a pass rush. We can get that. That'll be fine. That'll be great. You're not upset about it. But the dream scenario for me for the Colts mm-hmm. is get that great running back. That would be great because Andrew Luck needs help. You're never going to win with this guy if you can't get some supporting cast around him. See, and that's the big argument with the Colts is 
because I heard the herd mention it today because he was talking about the GM job and he says how it's the job for whoever comes in is one of the easiest jobs. Um, And he was talking about just draft defense. All you got to do is draft defense. And I'm sitting there going, or do you draft Andrew Luck some help? Get him either running back or even offensive tackle help. Mm -hmm. Because there's a a guy that, I mean, depending on how his stock rises, it could fall, but rises during the draft process, it could start this weekend if he has a big senior ball, is Zach Banner, the offensive tackle from USC. He's a big body that you can put in there on the line and help Aaron Rodgers, not Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, out tremendously just from having him on the line. I'd rather have a guy like uh, like Ryan Ramchick. That'd be what I'd what rather if, have. What if Ramchick's off the board already? He might be, but you know, and in Kuiper's draft, he doesn't have him going. He, I have him okay. going early. Yeah, I had personally. Him, I think I had him. Let me look at mine really quick because all this is good. I don't know if I've mentioned this as podcast, so I'll throw it out in this segment. Um, next Wednesday, either Wednesday or Thursday, um, after the Pro Bowl, before the Super Bowl, that's when my two point going to come out. So check out the channel. Check out mostvalvepodcast.com. Either Tuesday or Wednesday is when my 2.0 is going to come out. The week of the 21st, I believe, is when we're shooting for Mark's 2.0 to release. And my 1.0, which was a lot further, I had the Colts at the 13th pick. I had him going with Ramchuk. I am going with Ryan Ramchuk out of um, Wisconsin. So mm-hmm. I did have him going offensive line. Yeah. But the thing I do want to mention, it's because Mel Kuyper has this guy going a pick later to the Ravens. At 15, do you think there's any situation where the Colts and their new GM look at it and go, we could we, we could go pass rusher, we could go with an offensive guy to help out Andrew Luck, but do we take a stab on a guy who had top five Talent. Everyone had him in his top five before the injury that he had before the Orange Bowl. And do they say, fuck it, we're going to take Jabril Peppers in the first. We're going to go BPA. Um, BPA on our board, it would have to be. Yeah, but I don't I don't know. The more and more talk, the more and more we get into the draft, it seems everybody's a little bit down on Peppers. Because so. he's, he's listed as a safety, but let's be honest. He's that safety linebacker mm-hmm. hybrid. He's not a true pass rusher, but he's that safety hybrid uh, safety linebacker hybrid. There could for, be a, there could be a situation where they yeah. say fuck it. You know what? For He's a new GM, us. for a new GM though, I don't know if you go risky. Take the sure pick is what you're saying. Yeah, take the sure pick. But to me, the Colts it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens because this was a team two years ago. I had penciled in for I can't remember if I had them winning or losing. I think I had them winning over the Dallas Cowboys, because I don't know why I would have the Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Um, But two years ago, I had them penciled in in the Super Bowl, and then Andrew Luck got injured. This year didn't have them. I had them actually, yeah, I did. I didn't have them anywhere near a Super Bowl, but I had them, what, 13-3 and overall? Yeah, that Mm -hmm. was probably the worst thing. Their schedule to me looked so easy this year, and they just couldn't get it done. And, uh... I mean, the new GM is going to help, but the big question is, and I think even after talking for, what have we been talking for, about 12 minutes now, 11, 12 minutes, 
I still don't know. Like me, I'm in my head going back and forth. Well, defense, offensive tackle, running back, defense, offensive. Like you could go any any of those three, and I'd be happy if I'm a Colts fan. Yeah. I'd be totally happy. But is there any last things that you think we need to mention with the Colts before we move on into the Titans? Just get Andrew Luck help and get it sooner rather than later. You're wasting time. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know if you're on YouTube down in the comments section what you guys think. If you're on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes or Stitcher, let us know on Twitter at Weber at Ricky Widmer, at Most Valuable Pod. And, Mark, we're going to move into our last topic of the podcast, staying, like I mentioned, in the AFC South. We're going to go back to the Tennessee Titans, and we're not going to talk about Mike Williams and what they're going to do just at number five. It was kind of an idea for this last one that you actually came up with. And you're like, you know what? You're like, I kind of had an idea of, I think the Dolphins, who was it? The Dolphins and the Texans were the teams you threw out at first? Uh, yeah, because I was I was talking about teams that I think are not far from making a Super Bowl run, but are not necessarily the team that everyone's going to expect, like a Packers, mm-hmm. a Giants, a Steelers. A Dallas. Yeah, the teams that were obviously right there. You know, which one of these teams can have a draft here? Get that one or two players and put themselves in position to make their Super Bowl run. And I think that... You know, the Texans are, are someone in the conversation. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins aren't that far from the conversation. But the Tennessee Titans, a team that didn't even make the playoffs. Well, and that's when I started to think, I'm like, huh, what about the Titans? Obviously, we're thinking could have made the playoffs if obviously they, A, didn't have Marcus Mario to break a leg, um, and they would have beat the Jaguars. And what was it, week 16? I know, what it could have, should have. But... The thing is, this is a team that has, we talked about it in the second segment, they have the potential to go and be a playoff team and maybe even an AFC South division champion in future years. So I'll kick it off to you. Can the Tennessee Titans draft their way into Super Bowl, not Super Bowl Lee, Super Bowl Lee, because there's an extra I. Yeah, we got an extra I now. <laughs> and next year it's going to be even more Super Bowl, Super Bowl Lee. We were, so, we were not in unison on that Lee. We'll get we'll we'll get to work on that. Well, now. we got like two years to do it, so we're ready to go. Uh, well, here's the thing for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, they need a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. They need a corner. Mm-hmm. They got two draft picks in mm-hmm. the first round. Uh, they can get really talented players at both those positions. Mark We're done. Just, Mark just solved podcast the, over. End of the podcast. Bye, guys. No, but I mean, with the thing is, it's one of those things where just because they have two first round picks this year, are they going to hit on those picks, and what are they going to take at those picks? If if it's me, I mean, I look back to the first mock draft that I had. Of course, I know the order's outdated at this point, but they had the sixth overall. Um, now, which is the fifth, I had him going with the cornerback. I had him going Humphrey at the time, but going cornerback. And then with their later pick, which was 15th at the time, I had him going with John Ross. So to me, that's kind of the thing where it's, you could go Mike Williams. You could go with him at number five, but do you have to? Like, could you go with a cornerback or a defensive player first then get your wide receiver. Because I feel like with that later pick, the 18th, it's an 18th pick now, I feel like they're, Mike Williams isn't going to be there, let's be honest. No, not at all. But I would be happy with saying, okay, I'll take either Corey Davis or John Ross at 18. I'll take either one of those guys at 18. 
Yeah, but do you need to do you need to reach for a guy like Tabor all the way at five? I'm no, I'm not saying a guy like Tabor. I'm saying like if we look at what Mel Kuyper, if we use Mel Kuyper as an example, fuck it, I'll go with Marshawn Lattimore at five. He went number six to the Jets. Yeah, I could take him at five and go with the wide receiver late, or say. Even screw that. I'm going to take just BPA in general. I'm going to go with a guy that I have on my board that might not be Mike Williams. If Mike Williams isn't be, isn't the best player available, which you're probably saying, well, Ricky, duh, he would be at that point. But the thing also, and this has been my theme of the podcast, could they trade that number five pick? Could they move back from that number five? Potentially. I mean, I don't necessarily think that the Titans need to move back. I think the Titans are in a position where they need those game changers. Mm -hmm. You know, they need that guy who's going to be their number one wide receiver. They need a shutdown corner or a guy who at least is going to be able to take the ball away. You know, these are the things that they need to, to get to be that next team, especially when they're playing very good uh, quarterbacks mm-hmm. in their division. The AFC South features some great cor- uh, quarterbacks. So they obviously have some things that they need. I don't necessarily know if you move away. I think very few teams, do I say, shouldn't go BPA. But I think the Titans are in that position where you draft a wide receiver, you draft a corner. There are no ifs, ands, or buts. Mm-hmm. You draft those two positions in the first round. Nothing and, else needs to be said. And I'm looking at the draft need article on mm-hmm. NFL.com, and they agree with you. The three top needs that they have in order of most need to least need are quarterback, wide receiver, tight end. Those are the three that they have down. And for their analysis, they say um, they need to bolster their secondary and and still could still use still could use, still could still use. a yeah, sure. true wide receiver. One, adding young talent at tight end should be a priority, too. So it's one of those things where it comes down to pick your poison. Which cornerback do you, like, which position do you want to draft where? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go wide receiver five, cornerback 18? Do you want to go quarterback at five, go wide receiver at 18? And the thing that I look at is, I mean, of course, Mel Kuyper's draft isn't gospel, and that's not necessarily going to happen. But, but it's what we've been using. It, that's what we're using as the reference in this podcast. I look at the cornerbacks he has going. So he's got Tabor off the board by you get to 18. Quincy Williams is off the board by the time you get to 18. Lattimore was already gone. Lattimore um, was gone. So, I mean, Marlon Humphreys, I mean— you could think, well, Ricky, if you go off your last mock draft, that actually works because you had him going with Humphreys at five in your 1.0, so it'd be the same thing if they got him at 18. But it's one of those things where what do you want the higher ranking in? And it really doesn't matter because it's really what do you think that player is going to do mm-hmm. for you and it all comes down to me to the question of do you want the best wide receiver and just settle for whatever cornerback you get at 18? Or do you want to go for maybe a higher caliber or higher ranked corner and then say, okay, at 18, we've got decisions? Because what you can do 
is like you said, oh, well, that'd be a reach for either Ross or Davis. Okay, go corner at five, then trade back. Trade the 18th pick back a little bit. And then you can go and get Ross or Davis at the end of the first round and acquire some picks maybe for some later rounds, like second, fourth, fifth, later mm-hmm. in the draft. Yeah, I mean, for, for that, I wouldn't mind taking the corner first and getting Corey Davis, you know, at 18. I would not mind that at all. He's uh, definitely kind of an underrated wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's because he comes from Western a smaller Michigan. school. Yeah. yeah. Who cares about Western Michigan? Road at boat, baby. Road at boat. Western Michigan was one of those schools that you started Road your coaching career in NCAA. You know, the video game. As an offensive coordinator. Because yep. you didn't want to start as a head coach. Nope. You got you to gotta work, work your, your way, way up. up. <laughs> you got to have that one season where you're only an offensive coordinator. Uh, Plus, but, you didn't have to play defense. Yeah, which really, who wants to play defense? <laughs> Let's be real. Uh, even when you are the head coach, mm-hmm. don't you most of the time super sim through? Unless Defense. it's like a key play. Yeah. It's like, oh, I should probably keep him off the one-yard line. Yeah. You'll let your defensive coordinator <laughs> handle that. Uh, so I think that would be definitely be good because for the Titans, they need the passing game to get better, um, and they just need to improve the defense. The defense isn't you know bad. It's not mm-hmm. a bad defense, but you just need to take that one step forward with that. Um, now the other thing, if they did trade back, you know, maybe a guy the like eighteenth pick. We're not talking about the fifth pick. We're talking yeah. about the eighteenth pick. Maybe a guy like Howard would be interesting. OJ Howard. Yeah. I mean, Mel Kuyper had him going what last pick to the Patriots? Is that where he had him going? Uh, I believe so. I think that's what it was. Yep, that's what it, you didn't even have him in your one point oh. I had him going to the Broncos. Dropped him out. God, I think OJ he'd fit good with the Broncos. I mean, that was of course I was talking to Brandon about this today. Of course, that's when Gary Kubiak was still there, and we know how much. Gary Kubiak likes his tight ends, mm-hmm. but God, I think he'd be good with that Denver Bronco team. But yeah, that like that is something like you could go. Even that could be the case. You can go quarterback at five, trade back, get an OJ Howard if you can't get the wide receiver you like, or yeah. you can take Mike Williams at five. Say fuck it, we're gonna trade back and get OJ Howard. Yeah, if and you want to really, say, really give Marcus Mariota yeah. weapons. If you want to say, hey, we've got a good run game, uh, the passing game is what needs help. Mm-hmm. Now you got two weapons. You got two guys, and especially two uh, pretty good red zone threats as well. Not that Howard's known for being a red zone mm-hmm. threat, but you have definitely good options there. I mean, the guy's huge. He's six foot six. He's gonna be a red zone threat. So, I I think that. That's not the best case scenario, and that's not what we're advocating for. We're just uh, talking about the different Titans options to do. that could happen. But yeah, it's something where at least you're saying, "Hey, Mariota's got options. He's got weapons. Mm-hmm. There are no more excuses mm-hmm. in that case." And that's what you're trying to take away. You're trying to take away the excuses. You're trying to take away anything that's going to hurt the team, going to limit the team from uh, winning the AFC South next year. And also, the one thing I know this doesn't come into drafting into a Super Bowl. But it also depends on because of when the injury happened, when does Marcus Mariota come back? Is yeah. he ready by the beginning of the season? I think he will be. I think he will be. Because what there was their backup Matt Castle? Did, were they the team that had Matt Castle as the backup? I want to say that sounds about right. Yeah. So I mean, not a terrible backup if you have to for the first few weeks. But that's another thing that plays into it. Or do you just say, you know what? Marcus Mariota comes back when he comes back. We got to go defense in the first round, and that 
is actually an interesting question of, is cornerback too much of a need to pass on in the first round? Because we mentioned, oh, you can go wide receiver and then um, Howard. But I don't, is cornerback like, oh, I don't think we can pass that up in the first round? I mean, it's definitely probably your most pressing need if like you just you, look at everything Like equal. you said, look at the, I mean, I know I give Brock the cock shit, cockadoodle do, and that Houston Texans mm-hmm. D, but it's one of those things where, look at the quarterbacks you're going up against. Blake Bortle, up and coming. Andrew Luck going to get a new GM. But the thing to think about, too, with the Texans, they might be a team that's looking to, uh, you know, get an upgrade in the quarterback Mm -hmm. situation if there's somebody available to trade free, you know, free agency. Um, So that's potentially there. People like to talk about Kirk Cousins or uh, Tony Romo. Tom Savage, 2017, man. Tom Savage, starting quarterback, 2017. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Hey, they can Uh, even have Jay Cutler, right? They could, potentially. <laughs> they could, potentially. Um, you know, straight up trade, Jay Cutler, J.J. Watt. It's the J trade. <laughs> the J It'll be great. trade. Uh, I'll take it. So, you know, it's just one of those things where they're going to be playing these good teams. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I will say about that is I think the one situation where I would say I'm okay with you not taking a corner in the first round is if you do grab two weapons for Mario. Mariota. So that way... You're just saying that, you know what, we are willing to let the team score some points on us because we know we're going to score more points. We know we're going to outscore them. And I think that's a dangerous, risky game to play, but you can play that game, and it's not the worst thing in the world. Well, and I mean, right now, what I'm going to, I'm looking at the prospect list for cornerbacks, and I just want to pull up to see who CBS has in their second round because. For CBS right now is first year first round grades. They've got Lattimore, Tabor, Humphrey. They've got Sidney Jones, um, and then they have Desmond King and Tre'Davious White as on the border first and second rounders. God, that's a guy that could. Re- Those are two guys actually, because the one guy that I think is a first round talent that Mel Kiper doesn't have in there. Really, what you could do, shit. Um, you could really have, you know what? I'm kind of liking the two offensive weapons in the first round because you know who are two guys, and I'll throw even Tredavious White in there because he's not in the first round for Mel Kuyper. Let me just double check to see if he had any corners going after the Titans before I say something that I don't want to. Okay, he did have um, Tankersley. Going so he did have Sidney Jones, Tankersley are the only two that he has, but some other ones. I mean, Desmond King, you can get in the second round, Tredavious White, you can get in the second round. Hell, you can even get a Dory Jackson in the second round. He's a guy that I had to what the Packers in the late teens mm-hmm. in my first mock draft. So, I mean, if shoot, if either of those three, King, White, or Jackson, fall. To the second, you could go ahead and go heavy offense first round and then take one of those three maybe in the second. Yeah. Cornerback looks like it could be a little a little deep. I really that's the one guy I will say I really like that's not gonna be a first rounder is Desmond King, quarterback out of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Really, really like that kid. You just had to really Ball hit hawk. in that situation. Ball hawk. And that's what I love about him. So I think that like I said, it's not something I would advise going for, but I think it's something – it's a route you can take. If you're just going to go balls to the wall. But the thing in that – like we're saying, 
in order for that to work, you do have to trade back from 18. Mm-hmm. You do have to trade back. You got to get the best wide receiver. You got to trade back into with 18, but still be in the first round. It's complicated, but you can make it work. I'm trying to see now the Titans. It would be interesting to see off the top of my head. I do not know how many second rounders they have, but yeah, I mean, I am. I'm now talking myself into if I was the GM, I'm talking myself into maybe going cornerback in the second round. Maybe if I have multiple picks, you can go two cornerbacks in the second round, especially if you can grab a King, White, Jackson, like and either of those two. Maybe you don't have to. Maybe you know what? Maybe you don't have to go court. Like that's what I'm thinking in my head. Like at first I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of maybe you got to. But now that I actually look at it. I think King and Jackson are the two I would look to. I wouldn't. I, White really has to prove himself in the senior. Bowl. I still wouldn't go too far away from from my original saying of mm-hmm. first round. You got two picks, <laughs> cornerback, wide receiver. You got to do those two. Don't move too far from that. Any last thoughts on anything we talked about today? But mostly the Titans in this subject. Any last thoughts? Um, no, that just that the Titans are a scary team next year. That's oh, for sure. Okay, this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below. What do you guys think of the Titans? Could they draft themselves into Super Bowl Lee next year? Super Bowl LII. Also, make sure to be on the lookout the next few weeks for some mock drafts for MVP. Mine going to come out next Tuesday or Wednesday. Marks will be out the week of February 21st. So make sure to mark those in your calendar. Make sure you're looking out for those. I want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. MVP trying to go to VidCon to make these videos better for you on YouTube and make these podcasts better for you guys on Blog Talk Radio. So if you can, check out the Patreon page. Help us get to our goal so that MVP can go to VidCon this June. want to thank you guys one more time for listening and or watching. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.